Brandon Walker. Was was it was it Bra- Bra- Braden Braden Walker? Braden Walker. Oh my god, I can't believe you remembered that. <laughs> what, what was he? What was his promo? It's like, what what time is it? No, knock knock. Who is there? Braden Walker. <laughs> He's walked away. That's so much funnier if, if it was. What time is it? <laughs> what time is it? Braden Walker. I was like, what? <laughs> it's not even a time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what time is it? Quarter past nine. <laughs> AKA Braden Walker time. He just tells people the time. <laughs> He's gimmick. And now it's time for making kayfabe with your host Bryson Dillon. Welcome to episode 5 of Making Kayfabe, the podcast where my friend Dylan and I rewrite wrestling history to make it, in our opinions, a lot better. My name is Bryce and we're we're well into this podcast now. Five episodes, Dylan. Did you think we'd ever get this far? Yes. Perfect. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm really good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I appreciate your optimism. Oh, I'm, you know me. I'm always optimistic. <laughs> always optimistic. I, th- I think we can make it to six episodes. What do you think? I think we're going to make it to 106 uh, episodes. 106? Yeah. But after that, that's just overkill. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That's that's two years from now. So we've got plenty of time. <laughs> we've got plenty of time. Fuck it. Um, I've, got, I've got a doozy for you today. Um, Ooh. Tell me, what are your thoughts on Ethan Carter III, also known as EC3? I'll tell you exactly what my thoughts are, Bryce. My thoughts tell- are... I haven't seen that guy on TV in like six months. <laughs> it's funny you mention that because that's exactly what this is about. What? What? Uh-huh. So I've got a story about EC3. I've got something we can maybe do to make him not a, a waste of waste of money, basically, as he's kind of on main event at the moment, jobbing to Nobe Jose. <laughs> um, shall we? I've got a bit of background on him. Do you want to? Shall I get us caught up in EC3's background to kind of set the scene? Yes, I'm very interested. I don't imagine your, the background in his recent WWE years is going to take too long. But I know he's done a lot of stuff uh, before that. So I'm very interested to see what, what his life has been like leading up to, to this point. Yeah, know? so I've, I've, got, I've got a bit about his time before WWE as well. Because obviously he was in TNA and all the rest. But um, So yeah, um, EC3, so Michael, Michael Hunter Hutter, that's his real name by the way, uh, started his pro career in 2002 where he wrestled for various promotions in the Cleveland area. Uh, between then and 2007, he built his repertoire and made sporadic cameo appearances for WWE, uh, including a loss to Rodney Mack on Heat in 2003 and... A loss in a tag team match on the July 24th, 2006 edition of Sunday Night Heat to Charlie Haas. And guess who? Could it be our old pal Viscera? Marfucking Viscera. <laughs> I mean, that was a classic match, man. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. In the... That was that was a great match. Oh, I can't even remember who he was tagging with. but well, I mean... It didn't matter. Like The the wrestling in that was off the charts. Yeah, when, when you're blessed with the presence of Viscera as your opponent, you oh, know, and that's... The the high spots and they didn't need to bring that ladder in there but they did it anyway it didn't it, need to be in hell in the cell on Sunday heat but because yeah. it's such a huge match it had to be uh, iron man match for for one hour the entire length of heat oh this is you're spoiling us but they right? did it 
Anyway, guys, go and check out that match. Uh, it's a brilliant <laughs> yeah. match. It's so good. It's so good. In 2007, he joined WWE Developmental Territory, OVW, and then was moved to uh, overtaking... Uh, basically, OVW became FCW in 2009. So, and so he didn't become that, but WWE moved from OVW to uh, Florida Championship Wrestling in 2009. So, yeah, he changed his name to Derek Bateman. Uh, and uh, had Abraham Washington as his manager. Do you remember him? I don't. Abraham Washington <laughs> was... I'm actually struggling myself. He was a manager of, of primetime players, I think. And oh, then so he was big time. He, yeah, he... Um, no, he, he was on screen for like a month, and then I remember he... He, he, he done this whole thing when they were wrestling. He had a microphone in his hand, and he was just shouting out things, and I think he shouted out something like really controversial. Um, I think it's like a... <laughs> American football player kind of done some bad shit basically and, and he made fun of that and yeah he was never heard from again huh. so yeah uh, but so in 2010 it was announced that he would be part of season 4 of NXT uh, back when it was the uh, the game show and not the actual wrestling promotion um, or sub subsidiary um, uh, Daniel Bryan was his mentor as well uh, he, he made it to the final three, but the competition was eventually won by Johnny Curtis, a.k.a. Fandangle. Bateman returned for NXT Redemption Season 5, where he was technically never eliminated despite the season running for over a year. Uh, 67 episodes. It basically became a, a TV show at that point, but yeah, it didn't do him very good because he got released from his WWE contract on May 17, 2013. So yeah, he didn't have much of an impact in WWE uh, when he first uh, was first there, but hey, deja vu. So late, later that year, he'd signed for TNA, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, debuting uh, in October as Dixie Carter's spoiled nephew, Ethan Carter III, EC3. He played a, a snobby, rich boy, a rare, a rare heel who, who was actually able to generate real hatred from the crowd because you know had this whole holier than thou arrogant attitude he's the, his whole gimmick was he's the top one percent so you know he's very rich and he's very powerful and all of this shit um great great heel in 2015 he won his first world championship with the company defeating kurt angle on the june 25th 2015 in a reign which lasted 101 days uh, he'd won the title again by defeating matt hardy on january 5th 2016 but the reign itself lasted three days before he lost it right back to matt hardy what was the point we've all been there We've all been OTNA. He'd kick about in TNA until January 13th, 2018, where he was released from his contract after picking up the, the pink slip in a Feast or Fired match. Uh, a couple of weeks later, he'd appear at NXT TakeOver Philadelphia and sitting in the crowd as the latest uh, hot free agent in sports entertainment. And interestingly, he got to keep his TNA name, EC3, rather than going by his previous WWE name, Derek Bateman. EC3 is a better name. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's funny that um, EC3 would probably have been better off? Like, he would have got more TV time if he just stayed sat in the front row of NXT. <laughs> just every every episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's he's just he, there. Here he is again. He's waving to the audience. Like, he would have way more exposure than he does right now. Yeah. He's still the hottest free agent. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can always have that of zoom in them from kind of thirty minutes, but hey, he spent he spent less than a year in NXT um, doing not really much notes uh, other than appearing in that awesome six man ladder match at Takeover New Orleans. Do you remember that match? I do. I, awesome. I, I really do. So that was a lot of fun. 
so good. I had Vel- it was him, it was Velveteen Dream, it was Adam Cole, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, and Ricochet. And yeah, I'm pretty sure Meltzer gave it five stars. It, it was awesome. Like, really good match. Mm-hmm. On the December 17, 2018 uh, edition of Raw, uh, Vigenets started to appear on, 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 the, on the show and SmackDown, announcing his uh, impending arrival. Uh, after appearing backstage for a month or so, basically doing fuck all, he made his official debut as a babyface on Alexa Bliss's talk show, A Moment of Bliss, followed by a match against Dean Ambrose, which EC3 won in the space of two minutes. Later that week, WWE made the announcement that Ambrose would be leaving the company as he had turned down all contracts offered to him and made it clear he would not be re-signing with the company. Anyway, on the next episode of Raw, EC3 and Ambrose wrestle again and the fans start to venomously boo EC3 the babyface, whereas the heel Ambrose was as over as ever due to the news getting out that he was leaving the company. Ambrose won the match in 3.55 and the Michigan crowd couldn't care less about uh, you know, poor EC3 that he beat. So EC3 was basically put in a in an impossible situation, you know, when you find out, when the fans find out Ambrose is leaving the company, that's obviously a massive babyface thing because people are thinking, oh, what if he goes to AEW, which, you know, he eventually did. What if he does New Japan? What if he does go, for, go back to CCW and all this stuff? Um, so, yeah, EC3 was never going to get cheered in that match. Yeah, that was a real unfortunate, like, situation to be in. Yeah. You know, because, like, the idea of him, like, beating Ambrose that night should be, like, big news because, like... Ambrose is, you know, a main eventer in that company, even though he was leaving and, you know, you know, doing the duty on the way out. Like, storyline-wise, you would think that him working with um, EC3 would be, like, major for EC3. Yeah. You know, you think it would be, like, a good start. Like, it's only going to get better. And you would also think that the people in the company, like, should have expected something like that because Ambrose is very over and mm. it was very popular. So for him to leave, obviously the fans would be bummed about that. Surely they should have known that whoever they put in the ring against him that night or over the la- the couple of weeks before he left, you would think that like they would know that person is gonna, he's, they're just not gonna do well against Ambrose mm. because he's leaving. Like they should have known that and they should have been smart about it. Because it feels like after that they were like, why are they booing EC3? He's a face, you know, like mm. like they just forgot about him and cut the 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 wings off him because of the weird reception but like they should have expected that anyway especially making easy if you lose in the space of four minutes you know you're not going to make a star out of someone if they get beaten four minutes you know by someone who's leaving the company i think the whole thing was as well that because ambrose lost to easy free the previous week the fans were probably thinking that he's been made a martyr basically you know because he's leaving wwe so he's going to do all these awful things he's going to lose all these matches and then he's going to leave but anyway, that, that's basically where it went south um, for EC3. Not that it was ever not south from, from the beginning. But <laughs> yeah. uh, in the May 29th edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said of the situation that the company were taking it out in EC3. And when you see what happens next, you've got to believe him. EC3 barely did anything since. Uh, John Moxley, uh, the former Dean Ambrose himself, even spoke about this on his um, his reveal, his reveal all podcast and talk as Jericho, where he, where he spoke about his time in WWE. And you know, there was a section of that podcast that was actually dedicated to that whole EC3 situation, where uh, Ambrose heard that you know Vince was taking it out in EC3 because he didn't get cheered against the leaving Ambrose. So 
Let's forget the fact that EC the EC3 character is literally a naturally detestable heel. Uh, let's forget the fact that they brought up a character from NXT whose main strength is talking and made him essentially a mute. You're going to punish a guy for not getting cheered against one of the most over guys in the company who the local fans are probably seeing in the ring for the last time. It's bonkers. It's so, so WWE though, isn't it? Right. Like, it's ridiculous. It's a scenario they created and then punished a the guy for. Yeah. Like, that's just bizarre, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just how they do things annoyingly. But two weeks later, AC3 is demoted to main event. Uh, main event, ironically named, because it features names like Heath Slater and Honowe Jose. Uh, it's a show that's very much deemed as an afterthought on WWE programming. Uh, serves to catch the viewers up with the happenings on Raw and SmackDown and features matches with wrestlers not regularly featured on WWE TV, so the undercard, basically. So how about this? So on February 11th, EC3 lost to Ambrose in Monday Night Raw, so the aforementioned uh, four-minute loss where shit went south for him. On February 25th, he loses to Apollo Crews on main event. On 11th of March, EC3 loses to Tyler Breeze on main event. Mm. Over the next few months, EC3 will be losing to No Way Jose on the house show circuit, as well as Titus O'Neil on main event, Cedric Alexander and Lucha at a house party. Mm. He got buried. Yeah, you know, you can you can paint it whatever way you want, but like, you know, it doesn't lie. Clearly they uh, they did bury him like Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Cuz sometimes it's, you hear sometimes whenever somebody loses like a couple of matches they're like, "Oh, he's, they're burying him." Like they don't know how to use that term correctly. Yeah. Uh, but like when you look at it like that, when you look at like what he has done since he came up to the main roster, that is like the all the pretty much textbook definition of a burial where they just yeah. give up on him and then just fed him losses to people who you would think he should win against and just stop using them on TV like that's textbook you know yeah in regards to he got buried he very much was and is uh, as as at the time of this recording actually he's still not done anything but before the before the Moxley podcast with Jericho came out um, on the April 15, 2009 Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, Meltzer's kind of having a few words about EC3's career and how things are going for him. And he's, he's saying, uh, my God, I've not seen anyone getting buried so hard in years. I'm presuming that he has said or done something that's upset somebody. He has the look. He has the talking ability. His wrestling isn't the best, but he makes up for it in character work. It's really sad. Right. Like that guy could talk. Yeah, he, he really can. He's got a great, great character. And, like, yeah. he's, yeah, Mouse says his wrestling isn't the best, but, I mean, it's not bad by any means. He's, he, he can right. carry a match. And oh, he's yeah. got personality. He's got a great look. I mean, the guy's fucking ripped. He's in great shape. Um, he just looks like a, looks like a star. But right. everyone, everyone felt sorry for him. I was doing some research on this as well at the time, looking back on old Reddit posts. And um, one of the top comments that I, I enjoyed on reddit was from um big bad bull 2000 uh, <laughs> username um he says you know it's a vince mcmahon issue when a muscular talker is constantly buried which pretty much sums things up because like how often are you going to get someone who looks at like ec3 and can actually talk right exactly like i don't see why they would kind of throw that away you know yeah. like but he like you're right he can he can talk really well and like your his his wrestling ability is still pretty good. Yeah. Like, you know, he's 
he's he's what you want from a wrestler because he'd be like a perfect like mid carter or like upper mid carter kind of guy yeah. you know you could depend on that guy for years if you fucking used him because of how good like how over he is or how mm. over he can get himself if you just give him a mic yeah because he can do that he can be a real despicable heel and he can totally do that you know that's it like, in regards to his wrestling ability he can wrestle a wwe match easy yeah you know your standard raw smackdown eight minute exp- exhibition match like no worries at all yeah um so yeah there's on the on the april 9th uh and a Oh, sorry, on April 9th, in a dark match before an episode of SmackDown, EC3 came to the ring with uh, Drake Maverick, uh, reuniting the pair since they were consistently on screen together in TNA when Maverick was a uh, rock star spud. It was a chance for EC3 to pump some adrenaline into his character, but nope, it was apparently turned down by Vince McMahon and the two never got to bring their act to TV. Oh. On May 20th, 2019, the 24-7 Championship comes into play, and guess who is one of the jobbers chasing around the title in the backstage area? Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick, yes. Oh, uh, No Way Jose. Uh, yes. Yeah, he's Slater. Uh, yeah. Uh, all of these are people that EC3 has lost to, right? <laughs> <laughs> but also EC3 is chasing the 24-7 title. He's, he's one of the guys that's running about the backstage area and chasing our truth around. Um, you know, he's basically an afterthought. June 11th, EC3 posts a photo of himself on Instagram with the caption, Our mistrust of the future makes it hard to give up on the past. I don't know, I don't know what that means. It's just him being depressed about not being used right, to be honest. Uh, June, June 21st, 2019, John Cena sends out a tweet, Never stop dreaming. Chasing those dreams requires an incredible amount of work. Never give up. And EC3 replies, dreams become nightmares. <laughs> EC3 replies, go fuck yourself, John. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, John. <laughs> easy, to, easy for you to say when you've had like 15 years on top and have yeah. six billion pounds in the bank. You've played 16 yourself, world championships and you're... <laughs> Main evented so many WrestleManias. Gets to be on TV... Go fuck off, you know? <laughs> has never been a main event. Has never lost a No Way Jose. <laughs> never went for the 24-7 show. Hey, give it time, man. I guarantee you, five years, within five years, John Cena's going to be a 24-7 champion. I'll take that bet. Right, guys, this is, this podcast is to remember this, all right? I mean, right. fucking Kian won it. If Kian won it... Uh, right. You're wrong. Glenn Jacobs, the mayor of Knox County, won it. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Kane didn't win it. He looked a bit like him. He does. He looks very similar, but different yeah. guy. Uh, that's yeah. why I got mistaken, I guess. But yeah, ah, see, easy mistake to make. Well, June twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. EC3 becomes twenty four seven champion by pinning Cedric Alexander after attacking him on the outside of the ring, hitting him with his finisher, which is kind of a headlock driver kind of thing called the one percenter. He celebrates the victory like crazy. You've never seen someone so happy to win a championship. As he heads back up the entrance ramp, holding the title above his head, Carmella snatches the title from his hand. EC3 turns around and then from behind, R-Truth rolls him up and pins him. EC3 loses the title immediately. He wasn't even champion for 30 seconds. Well, I got to say, dude, that's, you know, we've been singing his praises, but that's a rookie mistake right there. Don't turn your back like that. That is Yeah, it's his own fault, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, idiot. So, yeah. And as we sit recording this podcast and the end of September he's done nothing since his last televised match at the time of recording was a losing effort in main event uh, against Lucha House Party where he teamed with Eric Young for some reason 
Um, and there's a there's a future episode of making kayfabe right there. What the fuck did WWE do with Eric Young? Um, but to sum up, he's he's basically enhancement town, a, a jobber, a geek. Uh, WWE are doing nothing with him, and I genuinely believe that EC3 could or could have been a main event star. Um, not a star of main events, but headlining fucking pay-per-views. He genuinely is that kind of a character, I believe. So, how do we get him there? That is the question. And I have the answer. You want to hear what I've got? Yeah, are you going to tell us the answer, or do I have to guess? Tune in next week for Making K-Fame Episode 6. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I'm a drink of water here. That would be good if we did that. Just some of them we just stop. Like, no. a, big, a big old cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is how this is what I've come up with. So this is how I think we can make EC3 a star in less than two months. So here's what I've got. Um, WDB, feel free to use this. Uh, you've got you've got my permission to use this. We start on the July 1st, 2019. So it's one week after the 24/7 fiasco where EC3 won the 24/7 belt and you're know, absolutely thrilled and then lost it immediately to our truth. So it's Monday Night Raw. Uh, things are progressing as normal, as expected, until, let's say, Michael Cole, Corey Graves and Renee Young are speaking to the camera, uh, you know, connecting segments together. But in the background, we see somebody walking down the ramp and rolling into the ring. It's EC3. Sans enters music. Sans, ring announcer, introducing him. Just him wearing normal street clothes. He extends his hand to the ring announcer and takes a, takes a microphone from him. So he gets in the microphone, live mic, and he's saying, I'm going to take a moment of your time because I know it ain't going to do any good asking for it. So an immediate reference that this is not the norm. So fans will know about EC3's situation, of course. They'll know that he's been buried, which makes him you know, walking out unscheduled all the more interesting. All eyes point to EC3 as he cuts a scathing promo about the opportunities he's been given recently or the lack of. So, yeah, he's basically having a big rant about, you know, how he's been misused and how he could have been a superstar and all of these things. Um, he can say something along the lines of, so, you know, there's not a guy like me who Vince hasn't given 100 opportunities to in the past. Guys with guys with good bodies. Take David Otunga, for example. He couldn't wrestle to save his life. He couldn't talk to save his life. And despite all the opportunities you gave him, where did he end up? Exactly where he started, riding the coattails of his famous wife. There's more though. Remember Ezekiel Jackson. What about the what about one of the most famous of all, Billy Gunn? He had a great body, but he sucked and didn't have an ounce of the personality I have. So what's wrong with me? What's wrong with EC3? It can't be my look. It can't be my promos. It can't be my ability. Help! You signed me here in the first damn place, and now I'm stuck for another year and a half at very least because my dumbass signed a three-year deal. So if it's not those things. I guess it has to be my name. Ethan Carter the third. That's right, my aunt is Dixie Carter, a woman who not even 10 years ago dared to try and put Vince McMahon out of business. And no matter whether she succeeded or whether she failed, when she got her own show on Spike TV in direct competition with you, Vince, the damage was done. You hate competition. You hated WCW. And now you're going to hate anyone who tries to compete again. And so by association, you're going to hate anyone who made a name for themselves working for Dixie Carter's company, Total Nonstop Action. That's why you hate me. That's, why you ha- that's what you have against me. And I'm sick of pretending that isn't the case. 
Let's do a case study. Let's talk about some of the TNA talent who came over from TNA to WWE who just weren't given a chance. Who have we got? Austin Aries. Yeah, you gave him one chance to wrestle on the big stage and it was on the pre-show. Mike Bennett, or Canellas as you're calling him now, nothing, call back to last week. Mm. Eric Young, former TNA world champion, but after NXT, nothing. My best friends, Rockstar Spuds, or Drake Maverick as you call him, he's chasing around the 24-7 title when he deserves a hell of a lot more. We were going to be a team until you turned it down. And the less said about Chris Harris, the better. God damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> remember? Well, what was, what was, I can't remember his name, though. What's a, oh, I mean, what was he was an ECW, and he cut the shittest fucking promo. It was like <laughs> Brandon Walker. Was, was it? Was Bra- Bra- Braden, Braden Walker. Braden Walker. Oh, my God. I can't believe you remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> what was he? What was his promo? It was like, what, what time is it? No, knock, knock. Who is there? Braden Walker. <laughs> He's walked away. That's so much funnier if, if it was, what time is it? <laughs> what time is it? Braden Walker. I was like, w- w- uh, what? <laughs> it's not even a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what time is it? Quarter past nine. <laughs> A.K.A. Braden Walker. Time. He just tells people the time. He's <laughs> <laughs> his gimmick. He's, re- he's really good at reading an analog watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you know what time it is? I'm like, yes, I do. Eight fifteen. Thank you. Have you got no the time, problem? Buddy? Have you got the time, buddy? You're goddamn right, I do. I'm Braden Walker, and it's half past three. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's do him next. Oh yes, let's 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 not. Um, maybe episode. Uh, tell you what, if John Cena if John Cena wins the twenty four seven title in the next five years, I will do our Braden Walker episode. I'll have already done two by then. <laughs> We're going to be on like episode 300 by then, probably. I got, I got a lot of ideas for that guy. Yeah. We'll be on like our fourth or fifth round of EC3, probably. <laughs> so EC3 is continuing his promo. He says, God damn it, Sting came to WWE after 12 years in TNA, and you had him face your son-in-law at WrestleMania. Then EC3's mic gets cut. He shrugs his shoulders, and then the camera cuts to the stop, top of the stage, Bobby Roode appears on the stage. He points to EC3 and nods. The camera cuts and we go to commercial. 8th of July, Monday Night Raw. It's announced by Michael Cole at the start of the show that EC3 is fired and will not be appearing on WWE TV ever again. Later in the show, we see Bobby Roode taking on Baron Corbin, who is currently the number one contender to the WWE title. Uh, at the time, Corbin was involved with Lacey Evans. They had a they had a tag team match against Rollins and Becky Lynch next week uh, at Extreme Rules for the WWE and Women's Championships being on the line, which is terribly Vince Russo. So, yeah, Lacey Evans is at ringside. So being a big old heel, Corbin has Lacey distract Rude, causing Rude to get caught in the end of days. One, two, three. Corbin beats Rude. Rude looks dejected after the match. Extreme Rules, July 14, 2019. So... On this show, we've got AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the US title. So this is a this is a perfect opportunity to make this mean something. So let's let them have their match, give them 15 minutes or whatever. They'll have a they'll have a barn burner. Uh, as it happens, Meltzer actually gave this match 3.75 stars in real life, which is pretty damn high for a, a WWE match. However. It ain't going to get to 3.75 this time because the fired EC3 is going to make an appearance. He's going to come down to the ring and he's going to be accompanied by Bobby Roode. They're going to throw Ricochet out of the ring and they're going to beat that shit out of AJ Styles. Boom, that's them picked their enemy. Questions already been asked. 
Why AJ Styles? What happens to EC3 now that he's broken the terms of his firing? Why is Bobby Roode aligning himself with EC3? Genuine cliffhangers after a WWE pay-per-view. Madness, right? Um, yeah, I'm very intrigued now with um, with the whole Bobby Roode thing. Oh, yeah. You've got me interested. Good, good. Because more than WWE have done, I can tell you that much. Pretty much. So, Raw 15th of July 2019. EC3 comes out. And strangely, there's no security rushing to the ring to stop him. So you'd think that if he was literally fired, they wouldn't be letting him come out. You know, let alone with entrance music, which he also has, by the way. He's also accompanied by Bobby Roode, of course. And he also has a megaphone in his hand. So, you know, opens the show and it's like, you know, what the hell's going on? Why is EC3 here? He's been fired. EC3 reveals that within the, within the terms of his contract, he cannot be fired. Because he is a top one percenter. He hired the best lawyers and agents to negotiate and look over his contract. Effectively, what he has is an ironclad agreement where he is guaranteed to be employed for the entire three years of his contract. He says, in fact, I had every right to sue WWE for every penny they're worth. But instead, we came to a little agreement. And that is... And, sorry, and that is that I am treated seriously as a professional wrestler. I'm going to get more airtime. I'm going to get more merchandise made for me. My mic won't get cut. That's for damn sure. You're going to be seeing this face a lot more often. Boom, heel heat. He was going to be fired, but because he is stinking rich, he bound himself into an epic deal with WWE, meaning that he can't be fired. He was going to take WWE to court, but now he is essentially blackmailing them. He's got them by the balls. He's forcing them to forcing them to put him on TV. Isn't he a clever cookie? So he explains that Bobby Roode is on his side because he is in a very similar situation. Talented but overlooked by WWE management. Roode believes in strength and numbers and when he saw EC3 getting attention, he decided it's the perfect time to get on board with that statement. Ricochet comes out, he confronts him. Annoyed that he ruined, they, they ruined his match against AJ Styles the previous night. EC3 and Rude warn him that the same thing is going to happen to them. Uh, you know, it's going to happen to him very soon. He'll eventually become overlooked. The new toy treatment will fade soon and he'll end up in main event just like all the other bums. EC3 versus Ricochet is booked for the main event of Raw. Before the match, AJ Styles comes out to cut a promo about being beat down uh, you know, at, at Extreme Rules, but he's attacked by EC3 and Rude again. He barely gets a chance to get a word in before Carter and Rude decimate him, giving a proper savage beatdown, one that he will not be recovering from tonight anyway. In the main event, EC3 defeats Ricochet. He gets a legitimate win under his belt. No fancy business, no heelishness, no cheapness. He defeats Ricochet in a clean fight. Gives the guy some prestige, because Lord knows he needs it after losing to no way fucking Jose. July 22nd Raw. AJ Styles opens the show with his friends Gallows and Anderson by his side, bodyguards to protect him from EC3 and Rude's consistent attacks. AJ cuts a scathing promo on EC3. He's saying, uh, they didn't demote you because you're a TNA guy. Look at me. They demoted you because you because behind that chiseled physique is nothing but blandness and low self-esteem. And now look at you. You're aligning yourself with somebody who is essentially a carbon copy of yourself, stuck in the same situation. What the hell do you plan to accomplish by attacking me? Are you trying to make a name for yourself off my back when I've scratched and clawed harder than both of you put together ever have? I didn't have the height. I didn't have the physique. I've got a southern eastern accent working against me. But hey, look at me getting all the opportunities because I worked hard, not because I sat and bitched and got my freaking lawyers involved. And then 
three men under hoods attack Styles, Gallows and Anderson. So again, they're beaten down, taken by surprise. Steel chairs are involved. Maybe someone goes through the announcer's table, a proper beating, stairs, whatever. The, fa- the fact is that Styles, Gallows and Anderson have the shit beaten out of them by three masked men. So once the beatdown is over, they each unmask one by one. So yes, one of them is Bobby Roode, as expected. But then the second one takes off his mask. As the commentators, they start to speculate how obvious that it's going to be EC3 beneath the hood, only to see that it's actually Apollo Crews, of all people. And then the third third attacker takes off his mask. It's Heath Slater. Okay. Crews and Slater, another two men who were horrendously underutilised by WWE. So EC3 appears in the rack. (laughs) What what do you... Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll t- well, I don't know if I should mention this now or... Well, first of all, the Heath Slater, it took me by surprise. I, you know, Apollo Crews, I, I agree, um, has been under underused. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, all I'm going to say right now is... Because I haven't heard the whole pitch. There's still more coming. I'm looking forward to it. However, I'm just going to say a little bit, you know, like... What was the name of Heath Slater's group? four-man band or whatever the fuck three-man band how dare you three-man band i'm like scotland's own drew (laughs) mcintyre yeah so like let's you know let's just uh be careful about this (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't want to don't want to make those two stables like similar in in um you know stat wise i get what you mean but but since then Heath later was also my tag team champion with rhino so he's got some prestige but the whole it's a very similar situation to EC3 at the time, or currently. Heath Slater is, you know, tweeting and he's, um, you know, making sly comments on when he's on main event or when he's on like all these watch-alongs you get in the WWE Network saying that, you know, he should be getting an opportunity and he isn't. He's getting overlooked kind of things. So it's a very similar situation to EC3, like because Heath Slater is a great wrestler. He's he's great. He's 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 talented. He's, you know, he can put together a good match, but and the fans can genuinely get behind him. But again, he's just not being used very well. He's been a jobber, basically. But anyway, EC3 appears on the ramp and applauds what's been done. So he smiles, he laughs, he points and winks at Bobby Roode, who is is holding AJ Styles by the hair, forcing him to look at EC3. The newly formed one percenter faction closes off Raw, standing tall over the broken boys of the club. What happens next? So the 29th of July, Raw, the one percenters open the show. Apollo Crews and Heath Slater have the microphone and they cut a promo together. They, they applaud EC3 for getting noticed and realise that, you know, they realised that they had to do the exact same thing. They too were underutilised by WWE for many years and knew that they had a lot more in the tank left to offer. They thank EC3 for taking a stand and swore their loyalty to him. EC3 is now the leader of a top heel faction in wrestling, just over a month after losing the 24-7 title within 30 seconds. This shit isn't hard. On top of that, I mean, I, I get, I don't want to, I think saying, calling them a top faction at the moment is a bit of a stretch. And again, there's more to the pitch, I know it, but you know, like, what, what is this, like a month after they've started? This is a month, but tell me, tell me any other, any other heel faction in WWE at that time. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. So, because because of the yeah, only oh, well, heel faction, they had to be the top heel faction. I have to concede that you've got me there, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, on top of that, you've got something for Bobby Roode, Apollo Crews, and Heath Flair to do. So, 
Then, of all people, Billy Gunn interrupts. He notes that EC3 called him out a few weeks ago when he was mentioning superstars who were given plenty of opportunities with no apparent talent. So we get a novelty match later in the show, EC3 versus Billy Gunn. Uh, again, this draws attention to EC3. People are interested in seeing Billy Gunn wrestle because it's been such a long time and this match, to my knowledge, has never happened. Of course, EC3 wins clean. He pins Gunn in like five, ten minutes or something. But again, the spotlight's on EC3. And this this is this is my kind of thinking behind it being a top heel faction because for the last four weeks, the tension's been on EC3 constantly. You know, the cameras have been on him. He's been cutting all these promos against WWE. He's taking WWE to court and blackmailing him and all this shit. So he's basically a top heel right now. He's not yeah. a massive victory, but he beat Ricochet, who's a US champion, and you know how, now he's attacking AJ Styles, who's another big star. So, um, yeah. They're on their way to becoming a big faction anyway. So. Exactly. Like, I would say that they're on their way, for sure. Mm. So, when the match is over, AJ Styles comes out and challenges EC3 to a match at SummerSlam. Here's your one shot, your 15 seconds of fame. You're going to, you got to sink or swim, boy, just like the rest of us. And I know you've been doing a whole lot of sinking since getting here. So, EC3 sets the match, and damn right he does. He's getting a featured match on what is probably the third biggest WWE show of the year. Uh, to compete in a big match in front of 17,000 fans. So the match is booked. Raw 5th, uh, sorry, Raw 5th of August. This week we're going to have EC3 go for the big dogs. So just to fuck with him, bear in mind EC3 can't be fired. EC3 heads to the gorilla position, the part of the arena where they basically direct the show, and he cuts a promo on Vince McMahon himself. He mocks McMahon about how EC3 basically has him by the balls, McMahon sits there, stone-faced, not taking his eyes from EC3. You can feel the rage bubbling up inside him as EC3's promo goes on and on and on about how Vince McMahon overlooked him and how he could have been the next John Cena and how Vince would have made a lot of money from him and all of this shit. But, you know, but he blew it all because of his giant ego and his distrust of anything that he didn't create himself. So Vince McMahon retorts, if you don't defeat AJ Styles at SummerSlam, I'm going to do everything I can to make the last year and a half of your employment miserable. Now get the hell out of my face. Eventually Triple H appears with other officials, kind of backstage officials, you know, the, the Jamie Nobles, the Devon Dudleys, that kind of thing. And EC3 leaves with a big smirk on his face. Um, on the show, you've also got Heath Slater and Apollo Crews versus Gallows and Anderson. Slater and Crews win, get some credibility, all that jazz. So okay. SummerSlam rolls around August 11, 2019. So you've got, yeah, you've got SummerSlam and this one is easy. It's, it's a big event. It's a big match with plenty of hype. EC3 versus AJ Styles. You can't really go wrong here. EC3, he has to win, basically, because if he doesn't, Vince will make his life hell. So, yeah, let him win. You don't have to make this one a clean victory. Um, say, for example, Drake Maverick, of all people, comes out uh, to aid EC3 in victory. You know, say that uh, the club and the one percenters are brawling on the outside and, you know, Drake Maverick slides in and, uh, you know, hits AJ Styles with a chair or something. I don't know. It helps helps EC3 get his victory because they're best friends and all that. So, yeah, you can do you can do whatever you want at this stage, basically. You've got EC3 versus AJ Styles. You've got the match. EC3 wins it. He's a star. And within two months, you know, how difficult is that? So after SummerSlam, you've got EC3 established as a heel, uh, arguably a top heel, and he can go. It can go basically anywhere after that. So you know, you could you could continue the AJ Styles story if you want. You could continue to play up the story that EC3 has uh, WWE by the balls. Maybe have him feud with Vince McMahon. Perhaps you know another 
another TNA star has something to say about EC3, Samoa Joe, or even Sting comes back for a while, or uh, Kurt Angle, whoever. But give give him give him a championship run, make him prestigious, make him dangerous. You know, he's leading a he's leading a faction of one percenters. He can do pretty much anything he wants. So. Yeah, so that's basically what I've got for EC3. So that, that's how you make EC3 a star in less than two months. And, you know, it's not it's not rocket science. you just got to give the guy some airtime and give him a chance to actually cut promos and be that smirky heel, that snarky heel, and yeah. just let him be himself, basically. Let him be that top one percenter. But, yeah, that's how I make Kayfay with EC3. I like it. I like it. Like, you're right. Like, the, the trick is, like, people can't get over if they're not on TV. Sure. And, you know, this is a thing I say a lot whenever I'm talking about this kind of thing is like, it doesn't matter how you're on TV or what you're doing or how long you're on there for. Mm. But so long as you're on TV, you'll be okay because you'll get a chance to get yourself over. If you're not on, yeah, exactly. If you're not on TV, then you can't, you don't even get that chance. Like that, you know, JR used to say, you want to go out and maximize your minutes. And he's Mm. right. It doesn't matter how many minutes you get, you've got to make them the best minutes of the show yeah. and you know ec3 is the kind of guy who can talk you into a match he's he's the kind of guy that can really like rile up a crowd yeah it makes sense to play up his strengths like that um mm. so you know i i'm digging that i also quite liked i tell you the, the bit i liked the most i think was um near the end where you're talking about how he's like messing with vince mcmahon backstage mm. because he can do whatever he wants because he can't get fired yeah i'm like now that's an angle yeah, just him being a real smarmy heel and just doing whatever he wants backstage, because nobody like I would have him like interrupt other matches. Yeah, just have him come out and just do his own commentary with a live mic or just sit oh, by yeah. ringside or whatever and just be like disruptive, you know, like like I would imagine a kind of like um, you know you always hear about these rich socialites who you just kind of bum around don't do anything all day and just mm-hmm. like. You know, the kind of guys who would just walk into a restaurant and, and make a scene and then be like, don't you know who I am? You know, yeah. like he'd be that kind of guy and he could play that angle and it would get him total heat. Yeah. And you could, you could, you know, you're right. There are a lot of ways to go about it. Mm. You know, a lot of yeah. angles. Exactly. Even if he goes down the feud with Vince McMahon, you, you can even have the whole thing that, yeah, you can't fire, you can't fire AC3, but you can fire Heath Slater, and you can fire, you know, Bobby Roode and all these things. So right, um, exactly. Like that's that's a great angle. That's something you, you you totally could like play up. Is that um once you have the stable being dominant for like a month or two, and then EC EC3 is really smug with himself, then have Vince hmm. McMahon come out and go, "You're right, EC3, I can't fire you." And then he like points at Bobby Roode, and th- and then you can like the, the whole crowd's like, oh, we know what's coming next, you know? <laughs> not Bobby. Not the best one. Not Bobby. <laughs> and then he's Vince is like, you're all fired. Get out of my ring. And then um, EC3 is like, shit. What do I do now? You know? Braden Walker is available. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? You know what time it is. <laughs> But but even that like even that we in the space of two minutes there we've come up with at least another two or three months of storylines yeah. for EC3 based on this storyline so it's like it's not it's not fucking hard it really right. isn't but I mean that's just casual chat and we were able to book other stuff and it was all because you had given us like the best storyline to work with yeah so like exactly. if they if they have that thing in 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 mind if they already have that thing that they can establish once that's there. There's loads of stuff to do because he has an angle and a character and direction and stuff like that. It's yeah, 
you know, it's but right you know, there. And and still, EC3, he's only 36 right now. He's got he's got plenty of time to reach the main event spot. This this can still happen. They can still make a star out of him. It's not like it's been and gone. They can still do this any time. Yeah. Um, I mean, at 36, he's younger than he's younger than Samoa Joe. He's younger than Finn Balor. He's younger than Sheamus, Miz, Cesaro, all these guys. Um, and if WWE gave him anything along the lines of a different story, then let him play that heel persona he's so good at, then it's guaranteed money. You know, he, he showed he showed what he could do in TNA. Um, right. You, know, you watch him in TNA. He's great. He's, a, he's an established main event star. He's got legitimacy. He's got prestige. He's got all these things. There, there's no doubt in my mind that he can do the same in WWE uh, if, if they give him a chance. And yeah, strange, stranger things have happened. That's uh, the thing, man. They're just gonna give him a chance. But like, yeah. I think the thing about wrestling is like everybody kind of gets their turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody gets a shot. Like. You know, like you were saying, but he stayed there. Like we remember, he stayed there whenever mm. nobody knew who he was, and then we remember he stayed there. He was like wrestling all those legends, which was pretty cool. Oh yeah, and we remember yeah. he stayed there in one man band or whatever the fuck. But we also remember him being tag team champion. So like that guy again, like you know, for the most part, he's been on TV a lot in his career. Like Nexus, exactly. Like you mm. know, he has been the focus of TV sometimes. So like. Mm. You know, everybody gets their shot, and he's ha- he's definitely had a, a good go of it. Like, I, I don't think he would be too bummed mm. to, about his career, because I think he's done pretty well. Yeah, yeah. but it's still, he's not been used in like a year now, and he's just sitting about, and he's not doing anything. That's yeah, that's enough of a, of a thing to say, like, why am I not being used? I'm Heath Slater. I'm basically, you know, a legend at this point. I've been in the WWE for it's probably 12 years or something now since, since Long time, Nexus. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he's... I don't know. I don't but know that's, exactly. That's, but. that's the thing. Like I think, like with guys like that, like it always comes around again. It's mm. like exactly same as Zack Ryder. Like there was a while where Zack Ryder was nothing. Then he was actually fun and entertaining. Then he got himself over. Then he was nothing. But like you know, then he came back again. Yeah. And, you know, like, like and you know that WrestleMania and yeah, and the tag team championship this year and stuff. So, yeah, like, yeah. You know that like. While Zack Ryder is kind of off TV right now, or like not being focused too much, at some point, you know, he'll be he'll be back and we'll see him again. Yeah. So like, I think that I feel like at some point they are gonna figure out something to do with EC3, and I just hope it's not too late. You know what I mean? Do you know what they'll probably do? They'll probably wait until the last six months of his contract, like they did with the revival. Because remember how the revival were doing the whole thing of. You know, we're gonna go to AW and wrestle the Young Bucks and all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And then no, they would be like, no, no, no. Here's the tag team titles. You know, we we, we love yeah. you guys. You're great. You know, stay stay with us, please. Um, so they'll probably do the same with EC3 because I, I can see EC3 becoming a big deal in AW if, if they hire him. You know, I can see him become a big star, even if he goes back to TNA, who now we've got a big TV deal. Impact Wrestling have got a big TV deal right now, and um, you know, he would be an asset in any company, and he's been wasted in WWE, WWE at the moment. You know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a damn shame, but hey, how about we move for, forward to Kayfabe Tombola? It's a, it's a great segue. Oh yeah, here we go. So You're the masters of segways. I'm a segway meister. So 
Okay, here at Tambola, if you've listened to episodes one to four, you'll know the rules, but I'll go through them again. So in front of me, I've got myself four characters from professional wrestling numbered one to four and four situations lettered A to D. In just a moment, Dylan will be choosing num- a number letter combination. So like 1D or 3B or 2C. And he'll have 60 seconds to spin a great storyline with his chosen situation. So Dylan, do you want to hear what's on tap today? Yeah. All right, so in no particular order for the characters, we've got <clears throat> Bubba Ray Dudley. Okay. Devon Dudley. <laughs> okay. Spike, Spike Dudley? Dudley. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and Bubba, uh, it's, big, it's a big dick Dudley. Viscera Dudley. <sighs> Dang it. Sangai Dudley? How, how did you not guess that? Viscera I mean, he's Dudley. Ki- he's kind of like big dick Dudley. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just need the four most famous Dudleys. Mm, okay, I think Sign Guy Dudley is definitely more famous than Viscera Dudley. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. but that that's open for debate. I think. Guys, right. listen to the show. Remember, leave in the comments who your favorite member of the Dudley Boys was and why it's Viscera. Yeah. <laughs> your situations <Yeah>. are. <laughs> your situations are. Is revealed as the newest member of D Generation X. I would love it if you'd said was revealed as a new member of the Dudley Boys. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wonder which one I wonder which one it could be. <laughs> Your second one is revealed as the fifth horseman. <laughs> You've got is revealed as the third brother of destruction. <laughs> and you've got is revealed as the estranged cousin of hardcore Crash and Molly. Oh man. Oh, Dylan, it's your choice, my friend. Oh my God, Viscera would be so good with all of those. Oh, <laughs> this is why you you picked those. Yeah. All right. Or oh, wait, is this a swerve? Like, if I pick one, are you just gonna say I pick Viscera? <laughs> I, I wish. Like but they're all Viscera. <laughs> I'm a man of my words. I've got the numbers and letters in front of me. Whatever you choose, it's gonna be that. All right, I'm gonna go two two oh, C. Two C. Yeah. Devon Dudley is revealed as the third brother of destruction. Oh, <laughs> All right, I'm going to get a timer on the go in just a second here. Let me get this sorted. Are you ready to go, my friend? <laughs> I guess. Right, three, two, one. You've got Devon Dudley as the third brother of destruction. Go. All right, so the brothers of destruction were Kian the Undertaker, and Kian was. I'm Kian, and uh, Undertaker had like, a motorbike, and they were badasses and uh, years ago undertaker no wait w- one of the brothers burnt down their old family house and killed all their family or whatever undertaker burnt down the, f- the house and came was there and he got his face burnt and that's why he wears a mask but then one time paul bear comes out and goes there was actually a third brother and the two brothers <laughs> like what the fuck fuck you paul bear and they pick him up and they throw him into the sun but then seconds. it turns out somebody on the roster really legitimately is their third brother so they have dna tests done and then uh, Vince McMahon comes out and goes, I got the test results right here. <laughs> and uh, he reads it out. And uh, he looks right into Undertaker's face. And he goes, your under- your brother is Devon Dudley. And uh, the whole crowd's like, what? And then Devon Dudley comes out to the ring. But he's got a, uh, like a tricycle, a quad bike. And he's like, um, I'm <laughs> also in the yard. We're all three brothers. And then they Done. do a little salute and uh, drink beer to the crowd. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Marvelous. Marvelous. 
that was that was pretty good. I like Devon Dudley on a quad bike. That's a really interesting development. I was, like, I was gonna well, I was gonna like say a tricycle, but then I'm like, no, the Brothers of Destruction are pretty hardcore. Tricycle. Yeah, so he needs to have something you know cool. So I guess a quad bike. Cause... Wasn't there somebody who came out in a tricycle? Like, the BWO was used to. Was it BWO? I'm thinking late. Like, oh no no no! It was it was the Mexico. No, it was the BWO because uh, there was no, a. Because Mexico came out in lawnmowers. Right, but there was a match between the Mexicals and the BWO. Mexicals came out in the uh, lawnmowers, <laughs> then the BWO came out in tricycles, and it's brilliant. Because somebody, I think it's Stevie Richards, like on the way down, like his tricycle spins like 180, so he's, <laughs> his back is towards the ring, and he has no idea where he's going. It's uh, it's perfect. Was it not? Did Hunico not come out in a tricycle? Hunico what? might have had, uh, was it a bicycle or a tricycle? Okay, well, remember, it was uh, the other guy, um... The other guy was riding it, uh, sorry, uh, actually on the, the kind of p- pedaling it, and then yeah. Hunico was on top of it at the back, just being a big kind of heel. Yeah. Camacho, that was his name. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was tricycle, but look into it. Le- leave in the comments, but yeah, tell us, tell us, <laughs> give us a rundown of every time a tricycle has been used on wrestling television, please. Spot on. Then we'll make a story out of it. All right. Let's let's uh let's get our plugs in, mate. That's been a great episode. So, uh, we are at at making kayfabe on Twitter. Tweet us. Tell us you if you enjoyed the show. Tell us if you didn't enjoy the show. Maybe there's something you changed from the story I told. If it's good enough, uh, I'll read it out next week's show. Happy to do that. On yeah. That, uh, like reply yeah. and like give us your takes on the storylines as well. You know. Exactly. We'd love to hear other people chipping in with how they would play the EC3 story. That would be pretty cool. Exactly, because there's so many more things you can do with them. You know, that's just one idea. You know, guarantee that you know there's people out there have got millions of ideas what they can do with any character in wrestling. So, um, this is just our, this is our opinions basically. But um, yeah, there's gonna be plenty out there. So maybe we can do a whole thing where if we get feedback, you know, we can we can say it in the next show, and then this is what could have happened, and then yeah, yeah we should do like an episode where we get like. Uh, other people's kind of storylines for what they would do and we kind of yeah. run through them and read them out and stuff like that yeah make like a mini mini series about it a mini, yeah. connect, uh, mini, mini episode about it but yeah totally so uh, on that note if your feedback extends further than Twitter Twitter's character limit uh, drop us a line at makingkayfabe at gmail.com uh, tell us you know tell us who you want to see uh, I'm making kayfabe of and maybe maybe we might just do it so yeah I'd like to do some submissions in the future that, that could be pretty cool but until next week I've been Bryce he's been Dylan and keep it kayfabe my friends woo